Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our official relaunch of the Morning Movie Show. Now it will be called the Monday Morning Movie Show every Monday with my co-host, uh, Brett from the Cinemania World team. Brett, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm so happy and relieved to finally get the show going again. So, you know, excited to come back every Monday and get things going. Yes. Now, if you uh, if you if, if you've been around for the beginning of this uh, podcast, uh, Brett and I did the morning movies every Sunday morning. Him and I would get up, I'd make some coffee, and we would go and we do it every Sunday morning. Morning movies. Uh, I think we went up to, went up to about seventeen episodes. Um, so, if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, really, really fun episodes before the world went crazy. Um, that was, I think it was like a, a, around last year was when we like, I think we did like one more this year than last year. Um, we had a couple and the year before that was like when it was like really, really launching and stuff, but I'm excited to have this show back. A couple of different things, uh, now for this, for this new kind of phase of the show, uh, now, now titled Monday morning movies. And, uh, basically Brett and I will have four topics up on a Twitter poll every week and whatever, whatever you guys vote upon will be what Brett and I will discuss um, um, the following Monday. So I think I'll put up the uh, poll like maybe like late in the week, maybe like a Friday or a Saturday and whatnot. Uh, And then that Monday we will talk about whatever uh, you guys voted upon. So the, the, the options that you guys, that we gave uh, you guys was uh, we had four options. We had uh, the top, our top 10 DC films, uh, rank the Spider-Man films, cast Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, uh, Jurassic, and then Jurassic Park versus Jaws. So um, 38% uh, got the, we got the rank the Spider-Man films. Of course, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I really wanted the cast Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, but it, it came close. That one was 31%. Um, and then top DC films and Jurassic Park versus Jaws came in tied at 15%. So uh, that is today's today's topic for today. We'll be rank the Spider-Man films. We also ask for questions regarding Spider-Man movies. We got a couple here, which I'm excited to get into. Uh, so what do we? What do you think we should do first? Rank the movies or get into the, some of the questions first? Or um, should we do the questions after? I don't know. What, what do you think would be better? Maybe maybe do the ranking and then afterwards we can kind of hop into our theories yeah. for the third MCU film and then maybe get mm-hmm. into the questions and stuff to kind of yeah. pop things off. Okay, so we'll end the show with the questions. We have a couple here. We have about four questions to get into, which I'm excited for. Um, yeah, so let's rank the movies first, and then we'll uh, talk about a little bit, uh, talk about um, Spider-Man 3, which comes out next year now, I believe. Yeah, next year still. Something like uh, that. I think they start, uh, yeah, I think they start filming at the end of, like, in a couple of months because of the, they were going to start filming uh, this summer, but, you know, the pandemic and stuff like that got in the way but um any any words you want to say before we get into the ranking about the spider-man franchise as a whole um god i just you know sometimes you look back and you kind of wish things were a bit different you know Mm -hmm. it's just it's so disjointed with the character that is arguably the most beloved comic book character ever like right up there with batman and a few others as the like most iconic superhero so the fact that we got the Raimi trilogy and we were supposed to get a fourth one like the fact that that tweet still gets brought up that sony still has up that they announced the release date for the fourth yep. one got scrapped last second. Then not only like a year after what was supposed to be Spider-Man four, we got the amazing Spider-Man one and two. Then they again, jumped the gun. They were like, Oh, we got, you know, the sinister six movie, this, that, and then Nope. Signed the deal with MCU. Then the deal was off and the deal was back on. And it, it's just kind of a mess. And it sucks to see such a beloved character. And one of my personal favorite characters, you know, that's always kind of inspired me and I've looked up to just, kind of being the same like kind of like the you know the glasses wearing nerdy guy and stuff like that so yeah. i've always adored spider-man and the, and not to mention too like the other spider-mans right of course now we've expanded and we have miles morales with the ps5 mm-hmm. game coming out soon and stuff mm-hmm. so just to see such a beloved property and character just kind of get tossed around all the time is kind of disheartening but thankfully the majority of the movies have been really enjoyable so you know it's kind of a mixed bag when it comes to spider-man in live action form 
agree. Like Spider-Man is like probably the most popular, one of the most popular. I put him right up there, like you said, with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think he's one of the characters that has the best side characters as far as like side heroes. Absolutely. All and his, villains. All his villains are great. You know what I mean? There's still a bunch of villains that we haven't seen yet on, on screen that I'm excited for to finally see. We finally got Mysterio last year, which was like great. Um, you know, so I, I, I agree with you. Now, before we go into our ranking, um, as a kid, like I remember the first time I think my dad had picked me up um, from like school when I saw the first Spider-Man movie and then Spider-Man 2. I actually remember being in Atlanta, seeing that with my, my dad had moved to Atlanta. I remember being down there and he took me and my cousin like three times to that movie. And I remember being <laughs> so great. And that was around when that Spider-Man game came out. That, right, that first great game, um, but I think it's one of the he's one of the best characters pop culture wise. Everyone knows him, even like casuals and stuff like that. The movies always do so well and whatnot. Um, I actually would go to say before we get into our ranking that I don't think there's a bad Spider-Man movie. I think there's done there's some that could be done much much better, but I don't think there's a bad one. Like I there's not a Spider-Man movie that I hate. Mm-hmm. I know it's popular to hate Amazing Spider-Man 2, to hate Spider-Man 3. I don't hate any of those either of those movies. I just oh, Venom is a whole different story. I don't really <laughs> <remember. laughs> So I will um, not include it on this list today. Yeah, yeah, we won't include Venom. But like um but hot, but but spoiler, Venom would have at the bottom of like the list. Uh Probably, but yeah, yeah, I don't think there's a bad Spider-Man movie in my eyes. Uh, I, like, I, I, I have my fun with all of them you know mm-hmm. um, and I'm only excited to get more um, I hope audiences don't get tired of this character because I will never be you know um, I get tired of iterations of the character like I would you know what I mean especially after we'll get into it but that game really really opened my eyes to like how Spider-Man could be done you know uh, the video game and stuff so uh, yeah so all right let's get into the ranking what do you this is so there's eight spider-man movies total uh eight um you know whether it's uh the live action and then the the one animated one so once again no venom <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into our number eight what do you have going one for one here mm-hmm. sure so um it's it's the obvious one for me i know i i thought about it long and hard when i was putting this list together about which ones truly deserve to be in what spot don't and as much as I don't hate this movie, it, it is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, it definitely is. Look, for me, it's the it's the Spider-Man movie with the most potential, which, of course, led to the most missed opportunities. You know, we had, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll get into The Amazing Spider-Man, obviously, later. But I was excited heading into this movie. And although, I, like I said, I don't hate it. It's just, mm-hmm. it becomes so deeply flawed as the yep, movie progresses. Yeah. But, like, Jamie Foxx as Electro, I still love him. Yeah. And the fact that you got Paul Giamatti as the Rhino, if you want to call him that in this movie. And then you had Dane DeHaan, who coming off fresh off of Chronicle, which is a fucking amazing movie, as the Green Goblin. And, again, it was just wasted potential upon wasted potential. But I will say this. I think that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is probably the best-looking Spider-Man movie oh, and yeah. possibly even the best action out of any Spider-Man movie. The The web-slinging in those two movies, you can't convince me that that's not the best out of any of the Spider-Man movies. It looks phenomenal. You almost feel it like you're playing a game. You feel the momentum and you know that he's really swinging through the air. And the movie just looks so good, especially that final fight against Electro when they're at like the power plant and everything. So oh. the movie definitely has its good moments. It just, it becomes more and more bloated as it goes along and more convoluted. And the whole thing with, you know, Peter and Gwen, it's like they're on again, they're off again. It just, it became almost a chore towards the end to watch, which sucks because, you know, again, huge opportunities, but so much wasted potential by the end for me. So I think, okay, so um, I know I I said, let's do one for one. That usually takes a long, makes a long, long episode. So I'll do, we'll do half, half and half. So say your, yeah, say your eight to five, and then I'll say my eight to five, because we'll go to four to one. Sure. So uh, go to number seven, six, five. All right, so number seven was a bit tougher for me to mm-hmm. get through. Um, I, I kind of saw back and forth between seven and six, but seven I'm actually going to give to Spider-Man 3 for pretty much the same reason. I, I remember yeah. being a kid and watching the 90s show that like the Venom saga or the symbiote saga, whatever they called it, where there was like mm-hmm. the six or seven episodes there with Venom and all that stuff. Those were my favorite episodes to watch. 
And I just, I found that although the black suit looks cool, they kind of did it dirty if you look at the way it is in the comics. And same thing with Venom, right? He wasn't, you know, I actually prefer the look of the Venom in the 2018 movie over the Venom in Spider-Man 3. I just, I find he just looks like a slightly bulkier, regular Spider-Man suit. So I didn't really Mm. love it. But again, it it falls into the same category as the Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's, you know, it's big potential and then ends up being big missed opportunity again it has its moments where it's awesome it's a ton of fun to watch i thought sandman was fantastic as a villain but again it just it gets so bloated like i said basically it got to the point that this movie drove sam Raimi away from doing a fourth film because far too much studio interference basically just shot this film in the foot again has this enjoyable moments of course but just overly complicated and too bloated for its own good so it gets knocked down to the number seven spot um so number six for me it's actually the amazing spider-man now even though i've been seeing like a ton of hate lately about this movie being like people like oh it's so boring it's awful both of the movies are trash i really don't think so i thought andrew garfield was pretty much perfectly cast like i think all three spider-man were really well casted and andrew garfield for a while was possibly even my favorite and i find he constantly gets overlooked because the only argument you ever see is mcguire versus holland but i think that garfield deserves a lot more recognition than he actually gets well, and people do that because if the movie's bad i mean the performance is bad that's exactly. why people don't even regard i'm like dude no he's a good spider-man he is. it's just the movie was trash you know what i mean exactly and that's what i mean right a lot of people you know completely overlook him but him as spider-man as peter parker he, yeah. he played the awkward kind of nerdy high school kid and he played you know the whooping and wooing swinging through the air spider-man cracking jokes and stuff like that and i, I thought he did it perfectly and honestly this movie i loved it so much at least when it first came out obviously as the years went on you know lizard it was cool seeing lizard at first as a new villain on the big screen but that cgi is not aged well whatsoever but regardless as a movie as a whole i remember i saw it back-to-back days when it first came out in theaters i liked it that much me and my friend went opening night and then the next morning we both got up and were like do you want to go see spider-man again yeah i was like yep so we just went and again had our breakfast and then went to the early show the next day and saw it again. We liked it that much upon release. Now, like I said, it hasn't necessarily aged that well since then to the point that I still love it again, you know, being down at the number six spot. But I still think it's a fun time and it's worth watching aside from its flaws. Okay. And then uh, we'll round out number five for me. And then I guess we'll be hopping on over to you. And number five yeah. for me might be a slightly controversial one, depending on how you feel about Spider-Man as a character. But for me, number five is actually going to be Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of people, I know they, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he, again, is one of those perfectly casted characters. The MCU obviously has a huge string of just perfect castings. And Tom Holland right. is another one. He does fantastic here. But this movie, it felt, although I loved, love, love Michael Keaton as the Vulture, I think they did the Shocker way too dirty. He was one of my favorite villains from Agreed. the Agreed. It, like, it was like, it wasn't even like a character. It was like exactly. just the name, too. Yeah. Like, like, what? Like, you're was, the Shocker now. What? Exactly. That's what I mean, right? They were using the weapon. It's like, oh, yeah, if you had this weapon, you were the Shocker. I'm like, no, that's not who the Shocker is. Like, I wanted that yellow and, like, burgundy or whatever it was, like the yellow, brown, and black jumpsuit, and I wanted... You know, I wanted the shocker, so they kind of did him dirty. And again, although I do love it, it just feels a little, almost too small scale for me. If that makes sense, I understand you want the friendly neighborhood part. Agreed. But... I, I I actually agree with yeah. that. That it feels so small scale. I'm like, dude, when I think Spider Man, I think buildings. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's like he's diving off of like the Empire State exactly. Building. Like, I, I don't picture... Like, I know, like, they wanted to capture the friendly neighborhood 100%. Spider-Man thing. Um, and you know what I mean? I And I got that. But there, there was, like, a shot that they took out of the movie with him and Iron Man swinging through the city. I'm like, why'd you take that out? You know what I mean? That would have exactly. been awesome to see for the first time ever, Iron Man and Spider-Man flying through the city. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was really happy when we got Infinity War and he finally flew through some sort of a city. You know, <laughs> it was, like, wreckage. It was cool yeah. to see his version of Spider-Man flying through that. 
Exactly, yeah. And I get you get the complaint a lot too that he's just Iron Man Jr. But I mean, I thought about this yeah. too, and obviously that's a, a whole different topic for another day. But I don't really see it that way. You know, based off the trailers and the promo material, it seemed like it was really going to be like an Iron Man 4, but it wasn't. He had like four scenes in the movie, like a total of like, what was it, like seven minutes of screen time, mm-hmm. and like a two-hour movie. And it, yeah. it fits too. I always, I always argue that it fits because you're introducing this character, again, arguably the most popular comic book character of all time, eight years after this universe had started. So you need to find some way to be like, make it believable. Like this, you know, he's supposed to be a kid in this universe he grew up when all this avengers shit was happening like he saw the battle of new york at you know the Mm -hmm. ripe age of like 12 so you know you have to have some kind of way to bring this character in and make it feel organic and i i felt that he did that you know he was a little kid it's supposed to be him in iron man 2 that gets saved and stuff right so you know and he lost uncle ben so he kind of just saw the avengers and in particular tony stark because he saved him in that moment as this sort of father figure and you get that a lot mm. in these movies. So that's what I mean. Like, again, Homecoming, back to the, the main point, and that's just being that, yeah, although I do like aspects of it being, like, the friendly neighborhood portion of Spider-Man, you, it never kind of expanded upon that, and it felt almost too small scale, especially at where the MCU was at that point in time. Yeah, I agree. I actually agree with that. So, um, all right, let me get into... I mean, I... I think you're, I like your list because I, I, I think that's like the, um, every, that's the go-to list that everyone kind of goes to. Everyone might disagree. A lot of people might disagree with the homecoming part though. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I was, I was like, you know, okay, okay. Interesting. <laughs> you know? Um, all right. So I'll start with my number eight to five. Now this is going to be very, very different oh, good. because I, um, yeah. Cause I, when, when it comes to Spider-Man, like I love Spider-Man so much. Absolutely. Like I love the character. So I like take so many things with consideration when I'm watching a Spider-Man movie. Um, I'm always excited to go into a new one, like, you know, Far From Home. I was excited to get into, especially after I heard um, all the first reactions, people calling it was calling it weird. And I was like, great, it's Mysterio supposed to be like, I'm excited for this, you know, um, but I'll start. My number eight actually is the Amazing Spider-Man one. Really? And I say that because if I had to compare it with the worst Spider-Man movies, like the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3, I have more fun with those two before I have a lot of fun with the Amazing Spider-Man. I thought, especially after, after playing the PS4 game, I don't think they should have made it an origin story. Right. I just... I. Garfield was already like what twenty like six when like yeah, he did he was up this there. movie and mm-hmm. we're and we're putting him back in high school the nerdy he wasn't even nerdy he was like a kind of like a like a he's like just a, awkward he, more he so like it's a, socially like, awkward yeah like the f rules kind of Spider Man and I was like I don't have a problem with that but Gar I think Garfield would have would have made. That game opened my eyes up to to realize that he would have made a great season Spider-Man. Yeah, like, like a more established movie, one. Like, can you imagine, like, okay, we're, we're getting into our new Spider-Man, new character. Can you imagine the opening shot of a new Spider-Man character being the opening shot of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 where he's just free-falling and stuff? Mm-hmm. How great would, would that have been? He's That's right true. into the action, our first look at Spider-Man again. Everyone knows. It's like Batman at this point. Everyone knows about Uncle Ben. Um, they shot themselves in the foot with re- recreating the Uncle Ben stuff because, like, Raimi already did it so good. So now you have to kind of recreate the Uncle Ben, and it just was not done well. Right. The whole revenge thing was not done well in that movie. The villain, I did not – I never liked um, – the, the lizard i thought he was so poorly written and poor, like his his plan at the end of the movie was was turn i want to turn everyone into, like, <laughs> what <laughs> like what and then and then um i also i one other thing that i like about this about the amazing spider-man is that um i don't hate this movie i like it i like the fact that a lot of it's practical still yeah and they definitely. try to do a lot of practical things and stuff like that with the movie with the swinging too that was really cool mm-hmm. i the suit is god awful like that suit is like one of the worst spider-man suits that i've seen i know they wanted to make it like realistic kind yeah, of yeah just like a makeshift it, it just did not look good um and and luckily they understood that because the second movie came out and they had like one of the best spider-man suits live action that i've seen oh yeah in the, second, in the second movie but um yeah i just don't have that much fun with that first one even when he's like even the part when he's learning how to swing again i'm like this would be cool but like i've already seen this with raimi and like the raimi's 
one was done so well, they really shouldn't have made that first movie an origin story mm-hmm. because we know Spider-Man, everyone, even like, if I ask my mom, like, oh, what, what, how did Spider-Man become Spider-Man? She'll, oh, Uncle Ben dies, whatever. Everyone knows that story, so they didn't have to redo it. Um, I did love uh, Aunt May this time around. I actually really, really enjoyed um, their version of Aunt May. But, right. like, that's, but like, that's probably the Spider-Man movie that I have the least fun with. Uh, even though, like, the, the third act, I, was just, I just don't, I don't know, you know? Yeah, Number definitely. seven... Number seven, I have amazing. I have the Spider Spider Man three. Okay, and and this and and this was a movie that um I actually remember loving as a kid, but then as you get yeah. older <laughs> and you start understanding, like this is this is tough. Like the CG does not age well, and like mm-hmm. some of the parts with Spider Man and like Green Goblin, I was so excited to see what they were gonna do with the Green God with the new Green with Harry Osborn being Green Goblin after Spider Man two. After that, like kind of ended and it was so good. Then he's like some ninja. um venom was like third was like the last thing the 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 most the the only redeeming thing for me in spider-man 3 was sandman and his like right i almost wish he was the only villain you know uh but he wasn't we would have been right the third act kind of battle between uh spider-man against venom against sandman it was so messy venom is so whack like um Topher Grace, like woof, and, and <laughs> we 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 complain about Venom, but at least that Venom is like Venom. Like, what is this? Like, oh my spike, my spider senses are ting. Venom was never like a a quippy. Never. What? Like, why is he quipping? Like Venom. Um. So no. So that just didn't work for me. Um. I don't hate the movie again, but it's just like out of all of them, I'm just like eh, I don't know what's going on here. Definitely. Um, and then the whole emo Parker, everyone makes fun of the yes, dance. The dance. You know, it's it's, it's it's tough. It's really tough. Exactly. Right. And my number six, it's actually the Amazing Spider-Man two. Now every single time, like I was right there in that category of people who hated this movie, mm-hmm. but through time through like i love the world that they build in this movie i love the colors i love like the futuristic looking kind of kind of new york city was so cool the cgi is some of the best spider-man cgi in a movie that i've ever it's so good as far as like the visuals I almost wish I'd see this. I, I like you know how AMC is doing the whole like back to you know what I'm saying like show old movies now like yeah. before they open open. I wish this was one of them because I watched this movie on my big on my new TV the other day and I was like oh my god like it's like I like I was it was 4K it looks so good. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy. I think Andrew Garfield came into his own in that movie. He's finally comfortable as being Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quipping was much better. The web slinging is the best web slinging that I like. I would a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, it's just like they shoot themselves with the foot. With the they, this is when they were so crazy about the Sinister Six. Yeah, they were so crazy about Peter Parker's parents. Like no one cares about his parents. I'm sorry, it's just the mm-hmm. truth. They, they, with the 18 villains again. It's just like if the villain, like you said, was just Electro, Jamie Fox. He did fine. a really good job you know too. I mean? That that first battle that they have in that New York City when like it's like the music oh, Times and Square. Oh, yeah, it's so great Unreal. and the the end battle with them is great. And I actually like the battle that he does have with Goblin at the end if it was his own movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take that battle out and put it in, like, Spider-Man 3, That'd it probably would have been much better. Under. Like, I was like, dude, we're, this doesn't feel earned. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. last battle, um, the, the um, what's her face? The, uh, oh, my God. Well, the Gwen Stacy death, I like it too, but like it just didn't feel earned. It felt it like this could have, like I feel like the Goblin storyline and Gwen Stacy dying, that all should have been its own movie, you know, yeah. Spider Man three. And they were gonna announce to make Spider Man three. I'm, sh- I'm I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because it just would have been Sinister Six BS and just like a mess, you know. So right. that's my number six because I, I do have a lot of fun with that movie, and I just like I see so much. There's so much potential. That's the word in that exactly. movie yeah. but it's just not fulfilled you know 
All right, so my number five, uh, this is probably a hot sort of a take. Um, Hannah's going to hate this, but Far From Home is my number five. <laughs> now, I loved Far From Home last year coming out of the theaters. I actually listened to the review that we did that I did for that episode, Far From right. Home. I remember talking about how I loved it and so much. But like I've said numerous times on this podcast, each time I go back to it, I just like it. I dislike it more and more. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just feels like it feels bloated and i say and it's not because it's like there's a villain problem the main villain is mysterio and i like that i like that that, that whole thing set up it feels bloated in the way it was like we have to establish that he's, he's in the mcu so here's nick fury and what's her face maria hill uh we have to establish this is after endgame so here's like iron man's dead and iron man's on every single like in every single scene as far as like a background or whatever they cut out one of the best Spider-Man action scenes in the movie, the final product. And I'm going to judge the final product that you put out in theaters that I see first, not like the ultimate cut that everyone's argument for like BBS is, you know, I'm going to judge what I saw first. They cut that scene out. Okay. Really upset because that's what I felt like Tom Holland. (laughs) Okay. This is Spider-Man again. You know what I mean? He's quipping. He's like Mm -hmm. playing jokes. He's flipping around the place. Um, That whole thing. Uh, the the Edith glasses are is so dumb. I I, mm. I have so I hate the whole Edith glasses storyline. I think it's so silly. I don't like the third act because why is Spider Man fighting drones? I want to see him fight Mysterio. Actually, he's fighting mm. a bunch of drones, and then when he fights Mysterio, it was just like in a hallway like what <laughs> spider-man is you have your you have the character of spider-man that can that's like can can go can swing all around the city and fight and fight you know in like open airspace whatever and you have him fight. the last fight is in a hallway i hated it um that's it i just i just i don't know i have an issue every single time that i watch that movie right. um i i like mysterio of course love the illusion scene is like amazing um, and the CGI is like, it's, it's, for me, it's trash. A lot of the movie, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm watching Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man Two, in 4K, and the CGI is holding up much better than 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 Far From Home is. Like, so, yeah, you know, okay. Um, okay. yeah. So that's my that's my eight to five, as far as, far as like that that goes. Okay. Um, all right, for you, let's go to four to one. What do you got? Four to one. I just wanted to say this really quick too, because you had me thinking a lot in the back of my mind that whole time, and how mm-hmm. much better would it have been if they would have like if we would were to get a film adaption of spider-man ps4 it would definitely be andrew garfield to put in there and that's what i'm thinking now and i'm like oh that would have been so much better yeah like i almost wanted to put that as a part of the list if spider-man ps4 game right it's done so well but oh yeah yeah and definitely too and with the uh that scene we were talking about the gwen stacy one i'm like i'm a little more 50 50 on it than you are i i totally agree Mm -hmm. that it didn't feel earned whatsoever because it was basically just thrown in at the end of the movie for shock value but the scene is saved by, I think, Garfield's crying because yeah, he, he really yeah. brought it there. But, um, all right, so number four, and I will guess I'll follow you up right away by saying Spider-Man Far From Home mm-hmm. as my number four uh, for pretty much all the same reasons that you said. Um, obviously, love Jake Hall's Mysterio, although I, I have a bit of an issue as to why. I, I just hate that every villain feels like it needs to be personally connected somehow. Like we can't just have people who are bad because they're you know bad. You know, it's like oh it's, my god because of the barf with with Tony and stuff like that. Because it also, I feel like it kind of takes away a little bit from Tony. It's like you know kicking him when he's already dead because it's like oh you thought that Tony like this you know billionaire genius playboy philanthropist all that stuff didn't actually create this technology you're like oh well that's kind of like an afterthought because that's definitely an afterthought and uh yeah like again I have a lot of fun with it I obviously I love the dynamic between uh Tom Holland and Zendaya I find they make like the most adorable couple and they work really well together Again, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man, so I think that's a huge saving grace for me too. But I do agree, it feels... Again, it was a huge almost step back, and I understand they wanted to kind of, like, well, literally bring things kind of back down to Earth after Endgame being this giant, like, you know, climactic finale and stuff like that. But in the same sense too, it feels like it went almost a little too small scale. You know, rather than kind of slowing down, I felt like they completely just, like, slammed on the brakes and brought us to this movie... And again, they kind of make it seem like they call it like the blip and make it just seem like it was a joke and stuff like that in the beginning of the movie. And again, I know they mm. wanted to take the more lighthearted approach because obviously, you know, 
Endgame has its jokes and it's it's funny, more lighthearted moments, but it is a very dark movie overall. So the fact that they literally made the, the blip just like this kind of big joke, especially after you get that end of Endgame scene where you see like Peter go back to school and him and Ned are seeing each other for the first time again, like it went from being like a really emotional thing to being just kind of this joke in this movie and stuff like that. And again, mm. the same issues as you, the CGI, that final battle with the drones, I find the CGI is like almost God awful at that point, which is pretty rare for the MCU. Cause you know, with how big of a budget they have and how, you know, tightly knitted together they are and how they're looked after so carefully by the Disney execs. Cause you know, the MCU was their baby. So the fact that, that the CJ really didn't hold up there for me, but I mean, I do like moments too. I love the dynamic also between Peter and happy, how they're both hurting so, so much because they lost Tony and stuff like that. So I think it, it definitely, again, that's why it's up at number four. It has a lot of redeeming qualities, but in the same sense too, I agree with you. The more I think about the movie, the more I'm kind of like, eh. so, you know, maybe if you were to talk to me in a couple months to a year's time or after we get Spider-Man three, maybe far from home might be down at five or six or something like that. Maybe right, three right. watches. So I definitely feel like it's a Spider-Man movie that won't hold up as well as some of the others on this list. But at this current point in time, if I were to go like, Hey, do I want to watch homecoming or far from home today? I'd probably go with Far From Home. It's a bit bigger scale. You know, it feels like there's the stakes are a bit higher and stuff. So I would probably, oh, excuse me. I'd probably go with uh, Far From Home for number four. But uh, mm. number three, now these final, I would say the final three overall were a bit tougher, but that would probably be a lie. I would just say number one and two were really tough to choose between two. But uh, number three is going to be Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man from 2002. Um, okay. This is probably, if I'm being honest, like 95% because of nostalgia, because obviously the movie is a lot cheesier, you know, because back in the early 2000s, that was just kind of the way you made your superhero movies. They still were kind of in their infancy there. You had like, you know, Blade and X-Men and a few others, but, you know, 2002 was uh, still, you know, superhero movies were still kind of just becoming big. So you can definitely see the cheesiness in there. But the thing is, it's... If I may, really quick, sorry, yeah, because no, no, I, I actually get so upset. People who are like, there's a lot of people like Spider-Man Twitter is crazy. Ugh. So a lot of people go like, oh, I don't understand everyone who hates Far From Home's campiness uh, will love the Raimi films. I'm like, dude, it's it's 2002. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, find me a superhero that is not overly campy in 2001 2 and like three like right if you go from the first x-band a guy literally like turns into water if you go to like blade i mean it's blade if, if you go to any of those movies there is a level of campiness i mean all the early batman movies exactly. bat, bat nipples all this <laughs> all the stuff you know what i mean like tim burton's batman the superman film the movies that the, the the comic book movies stopped being campy when we got into like the first MCU stuff mm -hmm. like uh, Iron Man and then getting into 2010. Then we had the Nolan film like that. Yeah. Okay, I would say it stopped getting campy around the, when Nolan started Batman Begins. Right. Okay. But that argument is so silly because it's 2001 and two. All of the Spider Man movies are campy. Now there's a difference between campy and downright. Spider Man is is jumping from a, a a bus stopping a drone that he at is what <laughs> like it's just what's going on here sorry I just exactly. had to add that. no not at all. and also i'd like to add on to that point and say like have you ever seen a sam raimi film have you seen evil dead 2 army of darkness the guy thrives right. in campiness so without a doubt spider-man was going to be the same but yeah and the thing i again we were talking about it earlier too it, the movie, since it was 2002, it uses a lot of practical effects, and the practical effects hold up better than probably a lot of the CGI will in another few years from like Far From Home or Homecoming. So mm -hmm. I love the, the practical effects, and although I see people hate on it all the time, I still love and I have always loved the Green Goblin suit. I know it's, again, it's campy, but it fits right in with this universe, and Willem Dafoe is arguably one of the... I'd, honestly, I'd put the villain's at least from the first two Raimi films above any of the other villains in all honesty. Like I prefer Willem Dafoe to Michael Keaton or Jake Gyllenhaal. I loved him as a green goblin and just everything about this movie with the kind of the world building. And it made everything feel so, you know, just natural and organic and yeah. like it all belonged 
And I just, you know, I love this movie. And as far as I can remember, I get asked this question a lot. Obviously, you know, we're, we're on YouTube. We do podcasts and it's all about movies. This is the first movie I can remember seeing on the big screen. So again, it holds a very special place in my heart. I watch it constantly and I think it still holds up obviously aside from some of the campiness and stuff but you have to remember when it came out and who the director is and a lot of other factors that go into it but even aside from the campiness it has a lot of really hard-hitting emotional moments and I, I honestly feel like this movie holds up so much more than most people give it credit for right yeah I agree I mean I I, I 100% agree um, I, I, I remember loving the goblin suit mm-hmm. I think you know what I like about the first Spider-Man movie is that it, okay, so it feels like it was kind of realistic. Mm-hmm. Like around this time, they didn't want to go crazy with the uh, with you know Spider-Man. You know, it took movies, comic book movies, a long time to embrace the weirdness of their movies. So exactly. instead of making Goblin an actual Goblin, they was like, okay, how about a suit? He has the, the he has a glider and yeah you know what I mean and, right. and it works it, it works well um, and, and it feels like a it still feels like a grounded Spider-Man movie that I would say that movie is more grounded than almost any Spider-Man movie and I enjoy that you know mm-hmm. what I mean and yeah. it's just now just the first Spider-Man movie we ever got like you know the first real Spider-Man movie that we ever gotten and I will always love it very much so yeah no I 100% agree all right so number two and this is one i I think we're definitely going to deviate a lot in our top four here and this one was so tough because honestly i prefer just to say and tied for number one but if Mm -hmm. i had to put them two and then one number two is actually going to be into the spider verse Mm -hmm. um now allow me to explain this honestly switches Every time I watch it, I go and I watch my number one pick. I'm like, all right, that's definitely the best. I go and watch Into the Spider-Verse. I'm like, okay, no, that's definitely the best. But Into the Spider-Verse to me is basically a perfect Spider-Man film. It encapsulates everything that everyone loves about every iteration of Spider-Man. It gives us a very down-to-earth story while also maintaining the sort of kind of wacky and zaniness that Spider-Man is known for with the multiple like dimensions and all that stuff. It has phenomenal Spider-Man action. It has a great cast of different Spider-People, I guess we could say. Um, it has great villains. And it, you know what I mean? It has heart. Above all else, this yes. movie has heart. And it has such fantastic emotional moments. And it has such beautiful payoff. Like Everything about this movie to me is flawless. I've watched it so many times now. I, I got the Steelbook right away with the 4K and all that stuff. The movie, the animation, some of the best animation I have ever ever seen and just everything right everything about this movie i absolutely adore and i don't have a flaw with this movie i I really don't i may have said a few like i might have a couple of little nitpicks and things that i might have kind of done slightly differently but at the end of it when i you know the credits start to roll after re-watching this movie again i'm like damn that is a perfect spider-man movie and easily one of the best animated movies of the last decade if not of all time in my honest opinion yeah, I agree. I would agree. I love Into the Spider-Verse. Um, and then we all know what your number one is. Of course, yes. And number one, again, a lot of it probably banking on nostalgia, but it is Spider-Man 2. And actually, I don't know if I would say all of it banking on nostalgia, but I mean, again, when I did see the original Spider-Man back in 2002, I was like three or four years old, right? But you come to 2004, you have a six-year-old kid who's jacked up on Spider-Man juice. And I'm like, well, that actually sounds a little bad. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I'm a kid. I got my Spider-Man action figures. I got my t- t-shirt on and my baseball hat i'm like six years old and i am hyped as hell with my little like you know glow in the dark spider-man sneakers to go see spider-man 4 2 in 2004 i meant to say uh and yeah spider-man 2 and it is amazing and even you watch it now it has so many deeper meanings and themes about you know finding who you are and finding your place in this world and you know that healthy balance between doing what other people expect of you but also staying true to yourself uh friends and family and all this other stuff and on top of that with peter that that's just the peter struggle in that movie when he loses his powers and he's like you know do you like you know the doctor asked like you know you gotta ask yourself do you really need to be spider-man anymore and it's kind of that struggle of you know you're failing in your studies and you're getting fired from your job and you're not getting enough time with your family and friends but 
you know, people need you. New York needs you. But then it's like, but you know, does New York need you more than your family needs you? Does that matter more than your mental health? Does that matter more than a future for yourself when you, you don't do this anymore? You know what I mean? So it has so much going on. And then on top of that, Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus, which again, still holds up so well. They had that kind of blend of practical and CGI Alfred Molina gave an absolutely stellar performance. I'd say probably my favorite of the Spider-Man villains and the action, like the subway fight scene, the final fight scene, so much of it, it feels so visceral, so grounded and just so true to the character. I think everyone across the board, even Kirsten Dunst, who isn't a phenomenal actress. I find that she's even good in this movie. Yeah, I, I don't really, again, just like Into the Spider-Verse, I don't have any complaints about this movie, whether you look at it from a nostalgic standpoint or you look at it as a Spider-Man tale or even now, it holds up so well. You're talking about a movie that's a couple years away from being two full decades old, and if you were to release that right now, people would praise it as probably the best Spider-Man movie, and that's because, in my opinion, it is the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I agree. I, um... I I I hundred percent, I hundred percent agree because I I think it's one of those movies that that uh, it's, it's it's just a movie that it it still holds really really well right now. Like you said, there's so many great themes throughout the movie. Um, the, some some of the uh, the camp the the CGI does still stand up really really good. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the web slinging, the subway fight, the themes when it comes to uh, where it comes to Doc Ock, uh, Spider Man himself. The relationship with Mary Jane and his best friend. Um, mm-hmm. You also have the the storyline of Spider Man struggling, which I always appreciate. Right, um, he's struggling to hold the struggling to just keep up. Like he's trying to help everybody else, but he needs to help himself first. Like whether mm-hmm. it's being broke, not having enough money, not wanting to accept twenty dollars from Aunt May. I love stuff like that because that makes me relate to Spider Man so exactly. much. And you know what I mean as a character that makes me relate to him more than anyone and stuff yeah. like that i love all of that mm-hmm. i love him conflict like this is so many see if that movie wasn't done well you would call that movie bloated because there's so many things that you need to establish in that right. movie like okay his 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 money his financial issues his relationship with uncle ben his relationship with aunt may relationship with um with with, with mary jane with harry osborne uh being upset about him knowing about his father with doc ock and someone he looked up to right which like the the, the game kind of did the same thing and that's why i love the game so much too because the game also deals with all those kind of relationship issues it's just i don't know spoiler it's my number one too i just <laughs> it, I, I i i don't know how you would want anything else from a spider-man right. movie you know what i mean i just yeah. like, i've always yeah. i would always love that movie nostalgia yeah. or not it's a great it's a great film yeah and i even thought of that too afterwards like you said you got to think about it too not only about alfred molina as a villain but before that you know he was a scientist and again he's finding that balance between your work because him you know failing to turn off the machine in time gets his wife killed ends his career all these other things right and it was again it was a mentor for peter at the time he was funded by peter's best friend and meanwhile harry's looking to kill spider-man and you know peter lives with this secret mary jane's getting married to someone else what happens to be his boss's son like there's so many dynamics and again if you think about it like that like just us discussing it here we're like holy shit that's a lot like this movie fundamentally should not work with how much is packed into it but it is done absolutely seamlessly and it it, you know that's again i think that's why we both definitely agree that it has to be the number one yeah i agree i 100 percent agree so uh it's a great film and it still holds up uh it's like i i can't find any issues um regarding it at all you know so yeah absolutely love that film um okay so my number four real quick uh my ranking four to one uh the first spider-man i have for number four um and number well i love that these next four movies i don't have a problem with any like i don't have much problems with and i the reason why i have homecoming and spider-man because i keep switching those as well right um is because i liked homecoming i i the first Spider-Man I, I I love, but I do think uh, Homecoming, just like as far as like the the things that it has to accomplish, does accomplish uh, the things that it has to do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Just because I just because you know like the villain is really good, very very strong. 
um spider-man you know this is the first like time of seeing spider-man trying to be like an avenger and i've all and i'll always love that because i mean a lot of people call him iron boy jr i'm definitely one of somebody who did um but i i never associated him as that when i watched when i when i watched the uh homecoming because i like that okay he he he's Iron Man is the one who brought him into this universe, so he's trying to uh, improve something to, to to Iron Man. My problem when I started calling him Iron Boy, Iron Iron Man Junior, was came with uh, Far From Home and those issues that I had with those with that movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, Homecoming, I think it, I think everything is done pretty well, you know. Okay. Um, so that Homecoming is my number three, and then number two. I have Into the Spider-Verse because it's a it's such a good movie. But there's just something about Spider-Man 2 that I'll always just love. Um, and then I'll always just like consider it my favorite. Into the Spider-Verse, oh, when I'm when I'm watching that, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I was like, dude, how can you hate anything about this movie? Agreed. It could have been done so much worse with all the things that they want to do. Introducing all these characters. Um, the storylines, the bases. There's like there's like two Spider Men that that gets established within the instance of like ten minutes, and I love that. Um, the comedy has done so well. One of the best Spider Man scenes, in my opinion, is that the, the What's Up Danger scene. Uh, I'll, I will agreed. always love will love watching that scene over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So my number two is into Spider Verse. Number one is Spider Man Two. So that's our ranking, our eight film ranking. Uh, really interesting ranking. And whatnot, but yeah. So now let's get into uh, Spider-Man Three. Spider-Man Three is supposed to come out next year. What are you hoping to see? Uh, I kind of have a bit of a layout in my mind, and by a layout, I mean I just have. I mean, there's been a rumored name, I'll say, and uh, I think that uh, based off of that is kind of what I base uh, my sort of premise off of. Uh, and mm-hmm. that was believed, I believe, it was by Charles Murphy from the Murphy's uh, Multiverse. I think is the podcast, mm-hmm. the website that he runs. Um, and that was Spider-Man Homesick, uh, I guess is the current title that they're going for. And what that says to me is that the repercussions from the ending of Far From Home, which, spoiler alert, is Peter Parker gets outed as Spider-Man. So you have this kid who is still a teenager after the events of Endgame and all that stuff, and now he's been outed. The worst possible thing for him, he doesn't have Iron Man Tony Stark to help him out, so what does he do? He goes on the run, and all he wants to do after however much time has passed is go home. Hence the name Homesick, but you gotta think that either it's the military or the police or secret organizations that, you know, are in the shadows and all that other stuff from superhero movies. Well, they're trying to hunt this guy down, and they can't find him, so who do you hire? Who else but Craven the Hunter? And that would be my villain. Obviously, I would love to get the fan cast in there, who's the ideal choice, being uh, Jason Momoa. But the dude's been pretty popular lately, and I'm sure Aquaman 2 will be filming relatively soon. And with Spider-Man Homesick uh, being filmed, beginning filming really, really soon, I highly doubt that you will see Jason Momoa as Craven the Hunter. But to me, that would be absolutely awesome. So yeah, that, that's kind of my what my thoughts are going to be and kind of my theories. And I guess sort of a wish list is Spider-Man homesick Peter's on the run. And then whoever is coming after him hires Craven the hunter to go after him. And we get Jason Momoa as that character. So that would be my, one of my favorite villains and we haven't seen him done live action no. yet. And I feel like that's kind of the MCU's goal is to not repeat what's already been done. So I think that would be perfect. Um, I, uh, so the homesick title i don't mind it i do, i i don't know cuz some there was people saying that it should have be it should it should have been called home invasion mm-hmm. and i and i like that better than homesick right. um but i don't know we'll see uh, how it goes my my wish list for spider-man is that i think you need to capitalize on miles morales right now mm. because miles morales has become a popular name Right after Into the Spider Verse, right, and then the new game coming out, the the Spider Man game to launch the PS Five wow. is Miles Morales, and I think you need to capitalize that live action, and you don't have to introduce the whole character of Spider just just introduce him. I mm-hmm. think at least the same way they do in the video game, kind of. Maybe someone comes in, he's kind of wants to protege him. Maybe Miles Morales is like, dude, I believe that you didn't kill Mysterio. Right. So he tries to help, but whatever. You know what I mean? But I think it's time. 
villains, I, I think you stick with one villain. Mm-hmm. Don't go too bloated. <laughs> I agree. Like you get Craven, you get someone who's hired by whoever, mm-hmm. and Craven. Like you know, I can already see the setup. Like okay, um, we need someone who's gonna track down Spider Man and take him out, and that's Craven the Hunter. I don't think that Jason Momoa will be cast just because he is Aquaman, and I don't think Warner Brothers would let that happen. You right. know, um, but so I do think you should cast like someone. I have people, maybe like Joe Magnanello, maybe mm, like Eliano, someone like that. Someone with a nice thick beard, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta make the beard look good. Right. So, yeah, that's my wishes. And I, I wish um, a lot of people will want Daredevil. I'm someone who wants Daredevil too, maybe to be Spider Man's lawyer. Yeah. That'll, uh, be good. that'll be great, but I don't think it's happening. No. I don't think it's happening at all, but although I mean it could happen because his rights, the rights are up for Daredevil. Yeah, I'd be okay um, with that, or even just a mention or whatever towards the end to kind of set up a future for Daredevil. Yeah, but but I, I really do want them to kind of start getting into that that universe, Spider-Man universe. They definitely can too. Um, we know that based off of I think it was yeah in Homecoming, um, from Donald Glover's character, he said that he has a was it a nephew right. who's Miles? Yeah. His name is Miles yeah. Morales. So like he's there. We know he's out in the world. Just bring him to us. Just give us Miles Morales. He is arguably even more bankable at this current point in time, like you were saying, than Peter Parker as Spider-Man because we have Spider-Man Miles Morales coming. We're coming fresh off of Into the Spider-Verse, and we're heading into the Spider-Verse 2. So, like, now is the time. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like I said, um, with that whole thing, I, I just think it's time to introduce to introduce um, Miles Morales and the Spider-Man universe, and please do it before Sony decides they want to introduce Spider-Man, like, yeah. you know, Miles Morales. Like we'll get Sony Venom, themselves. too. It'll be Miles like, Morales versus, um, <laughs> versus like, Eddie Rock. Please. Yeah, like, please do it before they do. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. All right, let's get into, real quickly, the last thing for the show, and that is the Skype questions. Sure. Um, the Skype questions, Spider-Man-related, because that's the topic that you chose. Um, once again, if you want to send us a message, whether it's for Cinemania Live or it's for next week's um, next week's Monday morning movies, we'll, we'll drop the topics this week. But if you want to send a message anytime for the shows, uh, it's 617-506-3409, movie related or whatever or related to the topic that Brett and I choose for uh, every Monday show. So first things first, we have, I know this question is from Hannah. I just know what it is. Um, this one is, what is the best Spider-Man film and why is it far from home? Um, we, we both already said Spider-Man 2, so that's my answer, Spider-Man 2. Yep, I far agree. from home, sorry. Um, and then this person here says, Dwayne and Brett, what is, who is your favorite Spider-Man character, like character, like actor, I guess. It's kind of worded weird. Um, but I guess, who's your favorite person to play Spider-Man? Favorite person. Uh, you want to take this one? Or you want me to go first? Um, I so although, um, Tobey Maguire is not my favorite Spider. He's the Spider Man of my favorite favorite Spider Man movie. For some reason, I like I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I have to go with Garfield. Really? Yeah, I. Okay. I really like his Spider-Man. I just think he was just done so dirty. And I just think with a better script and a better plan, he, he'd he be everyone's favorite. I just really like him. I like Tom Holland. I really can't rate them three because I love them equally for what they do. Yeah, I love Tom Holland because he plays the kid. And there's a lot of Spider-Man comics where he's a teenager and he's a kid and he has that kid kind of role. And so like, if you go read the Civil War comics, like he's, he's looped with um iron man a lot so i love him for that uh, right to bring that kid feel to spider-man that we never had um garfield in my eyes if i if i wanted a seasoned spider-man i would pick him before any any of the other ones and toby mcguire i loved him but some of his performances felt like way too kind of cheesy and although i made the argument of it's 2002 like some of his performances i was like i don't know like the mm-hmm. crying stuff always took me out of it <laughs> and whatnot so i just gotta go to garfield 
Right. Okay. That, I did not expect that answer, to be honest. But yeah. um, <laughs> for me, I'm going to go with probably the more obvious one, and that is mm-hmm. Tom Holland. I just feel like, for me, he encapsulates everything that is kind of true to Spider-Man. He, you know, he, again, he plays that high school kid. He is really, he plays up the kind of awkward and fumbling and bumbling and stuttering part very well. But when he's Spider-Man, he also, he plays up that really, you know, high octane kind of childish joking you know aspect of spider-man again he does a lot of the stuff that you expect spider-man to do and i think that although the other again i am with you i I love them all and i feel like they all give very different kind of takes on the same character my issue is again i agree with you that garfield was done dirty he could have been possibly the best spider-man had he been given Mm -hmm. better scripts and better films and although I love Tobey Maguire, again, a lot of that's for nostalgia purposes. Yeah, he is not the best actor in the world, for sure, by any means. Again, with the crying and different things like that. And for some reason, that always bugged me. Even when I was a kid, I remember this bugging me. But in the first film, they're supposed to be in high school. But, you know, Andrew Garfield, at least when he was in high school, he was kind of in his late 20s. And although you don't 100% buy it, I feel like he definitely pulls it off a lot more than Tobey Maguire, who's always mm-hmm. looked like he's been, like, in his mid-30s to early 40s. So, you know what I mean? This guy who looks like he's, like, 35 years old. Even the, all of them, honestly, like Kirsten Dunst and, like, Joe Manganiello as Flash Thompson, like, these all look like they should be like 40 year old middle-class working people and they're all going to high school. So yeah, I just never bought into it. But again, I love each of their different takes for different reasons. But if I had to narrow it down to one, I find Tom Holland, I I guess it's different for everyone because it's kind of funny. Just earlier today, I had someone kind of, you know, doing their typical YouTube commenting, just blasting me for my MCU versus Sony Spider-Man takes, which was basically Holland versus uh, McGuire and P.I. picked holland in the end and people are like oh my god you like him just because he's a kid blah 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 and throwing all these reasons at me i'm like well, everyone loves this character for different reasons and for the reasons that i love the character i find tom holland captures that the best in my mind so you know again that's just people on youtube and that's just what they do some people are just out for blood every time they hop on but um yeah for me it's tom holland yeah agreed okay so good 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 choices i once again i i like them all for for even even the animated Spider-Mans from um, Into the Spider-Verse, they, both of them are great. You know what I mean? The yeah. one played by, uh, what's his name? Um, Jake Johnson, and the Jake other Johnson, one was yes. played by um, Chris Pine. I like, yeah. I like them both. Agreed. So, uh, okay, so Daniel, uh, Daniel says, uh, pitch me your dream Spider-Man movie. I'll probably just go with what I want from Spider-Man 3 for that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like my dream one is to introduce Craven, introduce Miles Morales, and then that's it, you know, and then we'll see how it goes from there, I guess. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I agree with that, too. I think if I had to make a Spider-Man movie right now, if I had my dream Spider-Man movie, obviously it would be something as wild as like doing Into the Spider-Verse, but live action, having McGuire yeah. and Garfield and Holland back. Oh, that'd but- be great. You know, in this current climate and the way the world's going, if I was a, if I was to pitch the next Spider-Man movie, that would be it with Spider-Man on the run after the events of uh, Far From Home, and then having some, yeah, again, like that same sort of person like um, Jason Momoa or Charlie Hunnam or anyone, Joe Manganiello, someone like that as Craven the Hunter, because Craven again, one of my favorite villains from Spider-Man's massive catalog of characters. Um, come to the big screen and just hunt them down and go through all that. I think that would be totally badass. So yeah, that would definitely be my current dream Spider-Man film. This one is really good, but I know we're going at the top of the hour. So, but I do, I do, I do like this question from Marcus. This is Marcus. He says, Spider-Man 4 is happening, but Raimi isn't returning. You are now put in charge of directing, writing, and casting outside of the already casted characters from the original trilogy. What would be your new story? Uh, what would be your story, villain, and new actors? Listen, I, to be honest with you, Marcus, I need way more than a minute to come up with this. So what I would do for Marcus is that our next Hero Hour show, I will ask this question to the group. Okay. Um, yeah, because this is a question. I need like a, I need diagrams. Oh, I need yeah. a, like, right. I need like, like a. Charlie Day with the, <laughs> all over the room and screaming right. and walks in the door. I need like a I need like a PowerPoint presentation. Mark, this is a really good question, Marcus. Oh, yeah. Excellent question. S- great question, Marcus. But I will probably I'll I'll save this one for another show because I do not have thirty five minutes 
to dive into this question. This is a great question, though. So right. um, next Hero Hour, this will be answered at the end of the show, top of the show, whatever, yeah. or even next week, depending on what next week's topic is. Definitely. Um, but yeah. All right, everyone. That is our episode of Monday Morning Movies. Thank you guys for joining us, listening to this episode. Really appreciate it. Thank you all for sending in your questions. Uh, please send in more questions to our Skype number if you want for us to interact with you and to talk more of what you want us to talk about. Uh, we'll probably put up the next four topics, maybe about, I say Thursday, Friday. Yeah, around that area. Yeah, so that way we'll have enough time for the whole weekend for everyone to to, uh, to vote. And then next week we'll be back Monday morning as always. The show, this show will probably get released. I, like It's going to be, it's 11.40 my time now, but I'm sure it's going to be morning somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> so the, 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 the show will be released probably afternoon because I have need time to edit and then yeah, post. It's shot in the morning, so there you go. Good yeah, time. yeah, yeah. We record it in the morning, so just don't be rude. Um, all right, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. Why don't you, uh, Brett, why don't you let everyone know they can follow you? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So I'm on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all of them at BamTubeTV. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Put out as many videos as possible throughout the week, typically at least mm -hmm. one per week if I can manage between everything else going on i'll try to get out two or three so uh that's me right all right and my name is Dwayne. once again you can follow me on twitter at cinemaniac94 the cinemania world page you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at cinemania world i look for the green coated kind of logo that is us and as far as schedules for the rest of the week uh we have a i think a pretty decent week um ahead so I would say today is just the morning, the morning uh, movie show. Tomorrow is Cinemania Live with Hannah and I. Thursday, Cinemania Live. Wednesday, I'll try to get the world show up um, if there's enough news to talk about. You know, like enough for a packed episode, yeah. we'll do that. And then the weekend, we have Fandom. Fandom is going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot of news to discuss. So we're still working out if we want to do like one show that night or the next the next day, Sunday. But it's going to be a 24-hour event. So my guess is that I'll try to live post anything that I can on the Cinemania World page. And then a Hero Hour on Sunday to discuss the entire event. All the announcements all the everything that's going on i'm excited so we'll get into that on sunday and with that being said thank you guys for joining us my name is Dwayne. that was brett we'll talk to you guys soon bye-bye